All right, welcome to Dumb and Awful. Uh, you've got Brett, Rob, and John with you with you here today. Uh, Brett, I would love to get your take. Give my take on what? Sorry, I had to uh, encourage an anorexic uh, teenager. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of problematic teenagers, um, that that fourteen year old girl. I would love to hear your take Jesus on that, Brett, Christ. because I just discovered that and it fucked me up. A lot, I'll be honest. So, I mean, I'll just say I hadn't heard of this either, but I'm not surprised. I had never heard of Pro Jared, who also had millions of followers, apparently. Yeah, neither had I, but like, pro, I don't see that as the same because Pro Jared is someone who made everyone's life better. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a fucking adult. I yeah. mean, most of the time he was fucking adult. Sometimes he was very clearly trying not to. There it is. <laughs> you know what? You know, a lot of people would say we shouldn't celebrate these sorts of pedophilic jokes that John's doing, but I'm going to take a stand. That joke uh, made sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it worked. get them all out now before you talk about the alt-right weirdo girl. Oh, yeah. So for those who don't know. This, uh, is, this is a classic, like, when someone goes like, raise your hand if blah, 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 and everyone doesn't raise their hand but one person does because they assume everyone else is john going like all right all right get your pedophilia jokes out around this 14 year old <laughs> girl where nobody else even <laughs> dawned on them is a great example of telling on yourself <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> uh so this uh buzzfeed news pushed this article about a this very popular YouTube alt-right, not even alt-right, far-right uh, star. And it's this 14-year-old girl named Soph. She's got a million followers. And she says basically the same shit all the other crazy people do on there, except it's a 14-year-old girl with braces talking about, quote, I've become a devout pro follower of the Prophet Muhammad. Suffice to say, I've been having a fuck ton of fun. Of course, I get raped by my 40-year-old husband every so often, and I have to worship a black cube to indirectly please an ancient Canaanite god. But at least I get to go to San Fran and stone the shit out of some gays, and the cops can't do anything about it because California is a crypto caliphate. 14-year-old girl. Yeah, it's not even so much that, like, she's 14 and has, like... Look, everyone, when they're 14, is basically an edgelord. Because you can't leave your home without your parents driving you out of the home. So your only really way to establish an identity is to just be the biggest, most noticeable dipshit with the hopes that someone will either look or fuck you. I yeah, it's the fact that it. she has a fucking platform. Yeah, that's... Right. that's there's there's so many layers to this. First is, she started off, by the way, streaming on Twitch at 9, right? Okay. And would oh, just... God. <laughs> she did what... Anyone who's ever played online game knows what 9 and 10 and 11, 12-year-olds do on the internet. Own, own just, me an Overwatch own you and then curse at you repeatedly and so that's what her stream was and some youtubers who are uh right-wing affiliated uh, adult men saw her and were like this is great let's elevate this small female child who keeps saying curse words and encourage her to say more right-wing shit wait so this isn't her parents like pushing no. her it's really? hard to say that, that like, part that part is difficult to say that okay. is the that's the part that bums me out the absolute most is that if the safest, most comfortable uh, interpretation is she has alt-right parents and this is, what is it, like Lyric and Lamb or whatever the fuck those white supremacist 
pop starlets oh, were uh, back uh, in the Prussian, day? Prussian blue. Lynx and lamb? Yeah. Lynx and lamb. Lynx and yeah, yeah. Lamb. they actually get name checked in here as like other fucking right wing child prodigies who child prodigies, quote unquote. I, I never thought I'd be at the point where Lynx and Lamb are like my best case scenario. Where I hope it's just the parents forcing. Oh, these these are the rhetoric. same. These are the same too. <laughs> their their the name of the group was uh, Prussian Blue, but their names oh, okay. were Links and Lamb. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So they used to do they used to do insane white nationalist shit, and now they're marijuana activists. So okay, I mean, cool. Yeah, good. They also good mentioned like Jonathan Cron, I mean, who's another conservative who spoke at CPAC in two thousand nine, and now he writes about extremism for left-wing and liberal magazines right so that's 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 the like best case scenario here yeah the worst case scenario is sort of what i've been assuming because that is my want maybe this is like remember in 22 jump street that seminal film that we all saw <laughs> okay that, i'll go with you on this ride all right well thank you for your trust and so remember how the younger but sexier Efron, no, I will not apologize, was in that movie? Yeah. And he played like essentially the Zoomer. And when Channing Tatum showed up and he was like, man, I don't give a fuck. I don't even do homework. Like, I, I don't care about gasoline and the environment. His whole thing was that he's like, that's, that's fucked up, man. How do you not care about the environment? Like, that's crazy. And he was like very LGBT welcoming. And he was just like, pretty woke and cool because he's a zoomer and he doesn't have the same hangups. I kind of embarrassingly deep down was hoping that that's how zoomers would turn out. And when I see this, this girl doing this show, like it really, I don't know, it bums me out because look, there's a reason that half the socialist podcasters online are like 30 to 32. And that's because the recession happened in yep, 07 yep. through 09. And it permanently locked in a generation of people that just didn't trust the system, thinks the economy is broken, realizes government doesn't work for the 99% of people, all that stuff. And that has stuck with me, for example, for better or worse, until now and probably for the rest of my life. Now, I'm not a teenager. I'm an adult. So I'm bringing a little bit more like fully formed brain to it, believe it or not. But what if this is just happening with Zoomers writ large through YouTube? What if all of this fretting about YouTube, it actually is having an indelible effect on the, the scale of the 08, 09 recession? And this is just what Zoomers are. They're all blackpilled. They don't give a fuck. And the, the rampant individualism dovetails nicely with the brand promotion that is all social media these days which is I mean, the only days they've ever known anyway say something uplifting so i don't kill myself right, so i, I mean, don't think i don't think that's the case like i, I, I didn't, don't I didn't, either <laughs> i would say i didn't i didn't take this as like a all zoomers are blackpilled i was gonna say the worst case scenario here is she's being fucking groomed by some creepy nazi men which definitely seems to be the case based off of what has happened thus far with right-wing men picking her up she works with a collaborator now who almost certainly is like a full-on nazi right the, the the topics she talks about are very clearly from like that male right-wing perspective there's so that no to me is the worst case scenario she's being groomed and that's there's just no super way her parents like i'm creepy. thinking about this more she's so young she started at this so young there's no way her parents are involved with this no i right? think it's totally plausible but she's I... popular regardless of the genesis 
Yeah, that's what so, that's what so bumps me out. Now, is she just popular among adults that are creepy? Because yes. I'm sure there's plenty of those on the alt right. Yes. That's most of the YouTube alt right yeah. at this point. YouTube, uh, I say the alt right also does this thing where they ha- they are largely creepy white dudes right so whenever they can find someone who's a little bit different because they they recognize their lizard brains recognize that something about identity is important to libs they immediately elevate those people right this is why candace owens got famous it wasn't she wasn't saying anything particularly new or interesting it was like great now we have a black woman to yell at you cool uh let's put one of those in our our war chest now let's see if we can find a gay man to yell at you great let's put one of those in oh now we have a young girl to yell at you even better Right. And it's just checking boxes for them. It's a really like weird, cynical version of identitarian politics. But I don't think Zoomers are all being blackpilled. I would actually compare them to basically the hippie movement where it wasn't the entire society being leftist. It was a small subset that got a ton of press, whereas the rest of that fucking group that the rest of that uh, generation was just becoming more and more conservative and reactionary. I think right. that's what's going on here is the small subset of like full on fucking Nazis has a huge uh, platform and they constantly get press pieces about them. But what's actually going on is the Zoomer generation is just getting more and more left as time goes on. And my evidence for that would be like they're actually uh, protesting from school. They're they're holding large scale strikes and shit while they're in high school like that. That's a level of organization um, that I, is constantly astounding to me like Greta Thunberg is in that generation she fucking rolls I mean I I will say with that is I do think that it might not be purely left-wing it just might be purely uh realizing that the system is revocably broken and taking a stand against it and it could end up I mean hopefully we I mean at least with a lot of the strikes and a lot of the 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 school shooting stuff hey for example is very more a left-wing focus but it could also turn ugly if you know depending on the the right causes which i think is what rob's getting at i i will say i do think the like as you're talking about the internet i think the it has a very funny effect of of giving you access to all like to just so many people so many groups of people but it ends up reinforcing uh much smaller tinier communities because of it is you end up just locking yourself in, you you end up finding people who share your very specific common interests and then fighting with that and then like just spending all of your time with them as opposed to having to fucking deal with the world around you and having to deal with someone who likes basketball slightly more than you like football look i i hope all of this is just a phase like if you were a teenager and you didn't do cringy shit for attention and and immediate personal benefit like i don't know what you're spending those years on yeah fuck you yeah read dragon oh, yeah. books like the rest of us yeah like honestly like like brett if the internet was around <laughs> when me and you were teenagers it i was, was. Li- we were on something awful yeah making great posts that everyone <laughs> like fantastic ones that nobody should ever look up the early internet there's definitely some like a horrible contrarian cringe stuff. Oh, for there, sure. There, there has to be. I oh. spent like a year just scamming dudes on EverQuest using a sexy dark elf. Oh, I so, remember that. Yeah. I remember you telling fu- about that. That was fucking it, hilarious. Actually, yeah, that, that did kind of <laughs> <laughs> that was That was awesome. I, didn't, didn't, didn't something awful do a like front page story where someone else did the same thing in WoW? 
It was yeah, fucking amazing. Almost certainly. It, it's the beauty of EverQuest was that the items on like WoW were fully tradable. Think about that for a second. WoW, you have to be there when the enemy dies to collect the weapons. So you have to be a certain level and you have to have contributed to the fight. EverQuest, I realized in my preteen years, you could just get any item at any point as long as the person possesses it. So if you can get them horny enough, you can be a level one in all raid gear. No, no, no. The the raid gear was no drop. Like it was, it was. Some was no drop. Some wasn't. Some was. And and you knew, for example, that the GBS, the Stein of uh, Mobuk, uh, those were great int items that were fully tradable. And so I just stand in uh, the Western Commons, which is a PvP zone. And if you didn't know that, play fucking Valen Zek, pussy. Uh, (laughs) I I say this head in hand, Stein of Mogok. Thank you. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if, if you don't want to camp Pizgen, it's the best way to go for an offhand. Uh, and I did both those uh, camps, both in Lower Guck for the Stein and in uh, Quainos Hills for the GPS. I'm feeling deep shame right now. Deep I'm the one. I'm the one telling you that I camped this shit. You didn't camp it, <laughs> did you? Because you had common sense. No, I did. I did. But he remembers it vividly. I did. I did buff circles, man. <laughs> Oh damn! You kill Nagafen or nah? Yeah, yeah, and, and Lady Vox, and yeah. uh, and and Thul, and Inarok. Okay, and so imagine me. Imagine me. The the baseline uh, underwear on the Dark Elf was a red lingerie. I'm sure you remember. Oh I, yes, yeah, just pop right <laughs> in. <laughs> I go to the I go to the Western Commons, right? So you have the halflings coming down from them. You have the people coming in from Freeport. And I just stand there in the red lingerie and dudes will come up. <laughs> I'm too low to like if you if you hit me, I die in one hit. So that's not satisfying. Instead, they'd be like, yo, pretty dangerous for for a bluebie here. Dark elf bluebie. That's what they went with because, uh, you know, all the other uh, in lore slurs they came up with tracked a little bit too close. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna survive out here in PvP. I'm I'm pretty new, and then just random dudes would just give me level fifty items. That's awesome, fantastic. So I guess what I'm saying is, you both learn a lot as a teen, and also do some really cringy shit. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that is what applies to this poor. 14 year old girl who appears to be wearing a burqa and telling people to kill themselves if they listen to contrapoints. I hope that's what's going on there. Oh my God. You weren't joking. It really is red lingerie. Oh yeah. No, no, that, that popped right in. It was like, I remember, I I know exactly what he's talking about. Holy shit. Why would I ever do look at John fucking the, the, the virgin raider trying to get fire resistance Jeez. potions for Lord Nagafen, <laughs> getting PK'd as he comes through Inarook on his way to that western approach. Me, fucking naked ass, sprawling in the oasis of Mar, just being given <laughs> shit by all my sugar daddies. And you know what? That was shit, but that's what being a teenager is like. It's a phase. You go through it. Now, I'm 32, and I have DMs filled with sugar daddies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're scamming them too. Oh, I am. <laughs> Good. Good. Look, That's it's the practice. only thing I'm experienced in. <laughs> <laughs> At least you've made a career out I've been, of it. I've been scamming Sugar Daddy since I was 13, Rob. Show me how to fear kite. I pick Necromancer because I think skulls are cool. 
10 minutes later sitting on 4,000 plat. Get at me. (laughs) (laughs) I love how I'm the one who spent years reading dragon books to the point where I have stacks upon stacks of them. You have a dragon tattoo. I'm sorry to dox you here. No, 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 it's a dragon tattoo. I absolutely do. And yet somehow you guys sound more cringy right now. That's great. (laughs) This is a weird feeling for me. No, I, I feel like, honestly, of the people listening right now, uh, a good amount of them are like, word, like, I get it. Men are dumb. And another population is just like, yeah, no, I did that too. I'm trans now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since I've got a few years on you, basically when I was in high school, it was like the internet access was a thing. It was just like, it was hard to get and you was almost always on like a 28K dial-up modem going to like AOL or or Earthlink or something. And then my freshman year of college, they wi- was the year that they wired all the dorms to have 10 megabit Ethernet access. And that was ridiculous. And I then spent the entire year playing Quake 2 and EverQuest. EverQuest is probably the greatest game ever made. Ugh. Because they didn't care about you at all. And so in that yeah, way, it closely it mirrored you. life. Yeah, no, it hated. It didn't like the fact that you were playing it. And I respect it for that. Much like if you can hear my voice right now, I don't like you. <laughs> it goes doubly for the hosts. Uh. <laughs> oh, that, that, the game seriously did hate you, though. Like, there was no, there was no, like, decent recovery mechanics. If you got into a fight, you were just going to sit on your ass for between 5 and 15 minutes and heal up from it. Yeah, you had to meditate your mana back by reading a book. So they made you yep. literally read a book. Yeah, it was was literally a book would fill your screen and all you'd see is like 10 spell icons and they weren't even like interesting or anything. And that was it. I spent so much of my year like soloing or doing stuff and then just and then just doing schoolwork on the side because I had nothing else to do. Oh, John, do you do you think like, you know how on like shows like The Wire or these like very these massive breadth narratives where it's like a, two characters that, you know, are meaningful down the line and end up like, you know, forming some sort of relationship or doing some great deed. There's always the scene where like in episode one, uh, you know, Bodhi from the wire walks across, you know, him and McNulty uh, shout insults at each other while crossing the street. And you're like, damn, cause you know, they actually end up meeting up in later seasons and you get that little charge John was raiding Nagafen, which is west of Inaruk, the dark elf hometown. At the exact same time, I was scamming men for their items uh, outside of Inaruk on the approach to Nagafen. <laughs> so I like to imagine this happening where I'm just like, damn, am I close to the newbie zone? And John's like, <laughs> If you're around me, no. Have 4,000 plat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our origin story. <laughs> Jesus. Congrats, Chelsea. Hopefully you stay out this time. No, they've already, they are, they're already fucking making her uh, uh, give more testimony next week, which she obviously is not going to do, so they'll oh. throw her fucking back in prison because, yeah. Is this who is this testimony against? It's supposed to be against. It's just I think it's just general congressional, uh, like just some random subcommittee. How did, just doing how did this. Obama manage to even fuck up that pardon? 
And not just give her a full pardon. So this wasn't an issue. Because he doesn't care. Well, and uh, he takes all well, whistleblowers as a slight against him personally. Yeah. That's like, true. that's that's how people in government fucking think. Like, oh, they're so aggressive about that shit. It, it's fine for thee, but not for me. Like, whistleblowing is great if it's against my political enemies. But if, it, if it's against me, you're a turncoat. You're Benedict R. Arnold. You're a coward. And you deserve the absolute worst that the prison system has to offer. And yeah. Obama's no different. Yeah, that's Just true. like he was, he was no different on monetary or fiscal policy. He was no different on our international affairs. This is shameful. It's amazing that people still look back on Obama with enough fondness that they think Biden is the answer. Who, by the way, his whole game plan is Florida. That's basically it. His game plan yeah, is... I read that article, but what, what's going on there? He just realizes the, like old people, people don't think, dipshits and Kulak Cubans are pretty, <laughs> pretty solid voting block for him. Well, I mean, he does actually have a ton of support in Florida. Uh, I mean, understand the state party, which I've mentioned this before, the state Democratic Party in Florida is possibly the dumbest state Democratic Party. And I know the Texas one is extra dumb, but the Florida Shout out one to is Miami DSA for what it's worth. Oh, yeah. One bright Again, spot. Miami Democratic DSA. Party, not the DSA. The DSA in Florida is shockingly good. They're um, doing their best, man. They are. they are really they're, the vanguard. They're trying. Florida, Florida Democratic Party is the the people who decided that. After Rick Scott won, the the way to be him was to run the previous Republican governor, Charlie Crist, as a Democrat. Which is fucking stupid, by the way, because the way to beat him was one of two things. Well, one of three, maybe. Stake to the heart, diablerie, if you can pin him, or blood bonds, which increases his fealty to you. But that's, <laughs> that's my rant, whatever. Instead, they went with a man who is wildly unpopular in one party and brought him into their party. So they're idiots, but already like a third of the uh, Democratic Party in Florida has endorsed Joe Biden almost instantaneously. And when he goes to Florida, uh, he sells out again. It's all old people because, of course, it is. So his Dude, Debbie, plan Debbie Wasserman Schultz was my rep for the longest yeah. time. Like, that's how Florida is. Isn't it Shalala now? I don't I don't know. Honestly, I, I try to forget that I'm from Florida most days. Yeah, same. Yeah, so his his whole strategy is uh, in the same way that Kamala's strategy is to win California and then go from there, right, to survive the initial calling of candidates. The Biden strategy is to win in Florida. Uh, but it's always fascinating because all of these strategies go with, well, assuming they place one or two in the other early states, then once they win Florida and it's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. He's going to he's going to get blown out. Uh all of these fucking stories and hot takes about how amazing Joe Biden is, like Nate Silver melting down to defend him constantly, are going to be yeah, hilarious in like six that? months. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on with Nate Silver. He's always been bad, but he's... He's just he's just having a meltdown. He, he's definitely go, leaning heavily into meltdown May. I, oh, I yeah. think he realized that like doing polling and shit of the reality of the American electorate is not what 538 readers, a very self-selected bunch, wants. And so as a craven content provider, he's had to make the pivot for his own material conditions, which like, I get it. It explains it. Does it justify or excuse it? No. Also, he looks like a twat. <laughs> I mean, he is. I just, yeah. I was just shocked it's Joe Biden of all people. 
Like that's oh, I'm not for for someone whose whole thing is like statistics and looking at the uh, the evidence before making a stand of any kind. You're going to support the dude who always loses. That's really who you're going to back. That's the horse you're going to pick. Really? All right. I mean, right, that's, that's I mean, who's who is the better face of the Democratic Party than someone who loses all the time and is just a crypto <laughs> Republican? <laughs> I mean, I agree. I'm just saying you could pick basically any of the other. Uh, well, no, establishment well, approved candidates. Yeah, well, that was the point. They tried. They, they, all the establishment approved candidates came out, did their little dog and pony show, shot up to like eight percent in the polls, and then and, and then people took like a second look at them and went, Ugh. and then they're they're polling down at two percent with like fucking Hickenlooper. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's nine months out. Who gives a shit what you're polling right. out right now? Like it's totally yeah. irrelevant. Oh, I, I mean, I agree, but it's like there, there's just like they just came out like a wet fart and. People can smell a wet fart. So this is my favorite part about the political process is that every time people forget how meaningless the the fucking uh, what the masses are saying eight months out is like it, it means fucking nothing because it almost never plays out that way. Right. Right. If, if yeah, you are I massively mean, it, leading, you're probably going to be in play. But who the fuck knows? Right. Yeah, Especially no, when mean, you have more people what, involved. Like what is going on right now is that you basically just have the party insiders are trying to find or are basically we're are trying to figure out who they're going to back and where the like who the billionaire money is going to come in for and what they did is i what i what i have to imagine has happened over the past like five six months is they went and said okay joe biden is like internal polling like and all this is the most popular one but he's fucking incompetent and he's going to crash and burn we need to find someone else, and that's why Kamala Harris got a big push, Beto O'Rourke got a push, Butt Gig, and everyone else that's gotten the like the remember Cory Booker like fucking like six mm -hmm. eight months ago, and what's happened is they uh, no one under the age of fifty watches cable news anymore or fucking reads the New York Times opinion page, so Thank while God. everyone does go and push and push these candidates and get them up and say, oh, in the, the money, they just have no staying power because no one fucking cares about any of that shit. So right now we're at a point where it's uh, Biden uh, announced, what, two weeks ago at this point, mm. and he's riding the wave up from that announcement and looking all presidential from that. But the dude sounds like he's fucking sundowning. So we'll see if that actually craters him. I and don't think, I mean, consistently the worst party or excuse me, consistently oh yeah, the worst it, policies it, of anyone in the party. America, right, yeah. both educationally and nationally is sundowning. So oh, yeah. this might be the perfect <laughs> sure. candidate. I, I mean, deal. yeah, the, the way I look at it as right now, the, the things going, I mean, <laughs> kind of in our favor and against our favor is Biden took so long to get, to announce that all of the experienced people have actually been hired by Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren or like Beto or stuff, which is both a blessing and a curse. I mean, it wouldn't matter. Blessing. It's Joe Biden. <laughs> he is the most incompetent politician right. in right. the well, party. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying is that you do need those. You do need those people to fucking run your manage your campaign when you're doing this because you need those people to go and fucking bundle from the, you know, the fucking 
woke pharma execs and uh, Hollywood pedophiles that are that are going to be shoveling uh, millions of dollars at them. Honestly, I think they they just are trying to talk themselves into it because of polling, even though right now all the polling is is basically, yeah, I've heard of that guy. That's it. That is the entire poll. Yeah, and we already hey, heard we about already seen. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Sure, yeah, we've already seen like Biden rocketed up past like significantly ahead of Bernie, and we're already seeing that drop off, and we're already seeing a, a drop off in support of Biden, and the fact that they can't actually find anyone who supports him who's a under the age of fifty and b supports him for any other reason than uh, I think he's the one who can win. Oh, I love that argument. It's a dumbest yeah. argument. So I think this will go on, and what'll and I'm not if, I'm not worried about Biden. I'm I'm super excited to watch Biden fail miserably. Yeah, I mean Hi, I'm Todd. not I'm not really worried about it either. I'm worried. Hey, like the the main worry is that somehow <laughs> Todd, you do not interrupt John when he's talking. You've been on the podcast for five seconds. You're already interrupting a person of color. Not a good start. <laughs> How many times are you going to have to be canceled? Someone said hi. I'm just saying hey. This is Todd from uh, at. Beep beep leaf. Uh, Are you guys recording? Everyone's oh, seen you <laughs> do you racism. Call me a fucking person of color. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Oh fuck. Chinese is my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's Korean. Look, you know, I've been told a lot of times that uh, I can't do a lot of things right, like normal people, um, and I think that's racist against uh, my people, the Polacks. You know what? It's both uh, anti, it's neurotypical bias and it's anti-Slavic bias. And I have petitioned the ambassador from Poland to the United States to talk more on it. But for some reason, he calls the NYPD instead of taking the issue seriously. So just know that we're working on it. How are you doing this petitioning? Like, how are you getting in touch? Uh, Standing outside his townhouse uh, in Randall's Island. You got to bring a boombox with you. Then it's like that movie, Say Anything. How wet do I have to be when I'm doing that? <laughs> Extremely. You gotta wear, if I'm, wearing a trench coat. Well, that would keep me dry. No, 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 you no. Fucking no, no. dumb yeah. Polak. <laughs> you Slavic no, brain pan idiot. No, no, no. You get the trench coat. The lining keeps you dry inside, but it's just soaking and absorbing all that water. You are just drenched through. I huh? went to a programmer's college in the Northeast. We all wore London Fog trench coats. That is how we rolled. I'm tired of this it guy a- bragging so hard on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I like, it's being drenched. So what's on the agenda for today's episode? We're going to do uh, Denver just voted to decriminalize mushrooms. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, Road yeah. trip. So, so Todd, uh, what are your feelings on this? Well, wait, wait a second. Wait a second here. Let me just interject real quick. Your argument winner on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, I started, I followed you oh, a while back. I just love seeing your post. Thank you. <laughs> I, ju- by, I, just love, I just love seeing your post. It's the most <laughs> sweet and naive thing that I've heard in a long time. I love yeah, you, John. It's really, it really heartwarming. I, I appreciate that. Well, what I will say is that mushrooms whip ass and are good. And I'm glad that Denver is decriminalizing them. Um, I'm not really looking forward to a million op-eds from local Denver colonists about how microdosing uh, mushrooms led them to realize that, uh, you know, using the autopilot in their Tesla was really just colonizing uh, driving manually. <laughs> I can't, I can't think- wait to have another New York Times writer come to Denver and write about their 
sojourn into drugs because they tried Silas Ed- Sil- no. David Brooks has a great take on how <laughs> Mohammed bin Salman can actually taste clouds. Look, in conclusion, Denver is a land of contrasts. <laughs> I, I gotta wonder how many people were they convicting and charging and convicting of mushrooms? Because like everything else you hear about plenty, but that not so much. Uh, might have, it's I mean, Denver, Florida, so it's just the tiny black population. That is not okay. my experience <laughs> of who grows mushrooms. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just saying, if you want to know who's getting convicted within Denver, uh, that's it. Oh, they, they yeah, that ran probably out checks of, out. Like, they ran out of crack, and they were like, there were a couple like police involved, officer involved shootings, and they were like, well, we don't have any crack on us. Let's sprinkle some mushrooms on the corpse and get out of here. Listen, it's it's Denver. Even the cops are doing mushrooms. Decriminalization. Decriminalization doesn't just mean decriminalizing sex work and decriminalizing weed. Decriminalization just means decriminalizing everything so there's no crimes, so everything is legal, therefore everything is illegal, therefore you can be canceled at any time. Anyway, that's what my Twitter drama's like today. <laughs> oh. No, I, 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 I guess I, I read your tweets, learn. but I don't... I don't understand why you keep every it's this is like the angels and Doctor Who, where every time I look away, you get canceled more. But then I look back and (laughs) everything's fine. Well, I can't be canceled. And the reason that I can't be canceled is is I've already been canceled. The first person to cancel me canceled me because I had a Joker avatar. And, you know, it starts with a little cancellation. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. So I always like get into these arguments on Twitter and then I'm like, it's like oh, a, no. it's like that hangover feeling the next day. You're like, oh fuck, how did I make an ass of myself this time? But it's just like really enraged, like vaguely democratic socialist, but mostly like entryist libs who found out about like the left in 2016 through Bernie, just like being flabbergasted at the idea that like maybe there's a critique of you know being woke from the left. Fuck, I'm being called out. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, the only reason to be a liberal traditionally is because you want to have the moral high ground with, without actually taking any real action in any meaningful way. And that's why being left of a neolib position is so like existentially threatening to them. So that's a fucking bummer. And what's even a bigger bummer is if you have a Joker avatar, uh, you are empirically the more ironic and funny boy, but you can't explain that to the people that call you out. Yeah, exactly. That is, that is the poster's dilemma. And it's something we all struggle with. Well, you know, a lot of people think that the struggle of the 21st century is going to be capitalism versus socialism. But what I really think is the case is that this, this true struggle of the 21st century is going to be ironic posters versus earnest posters. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) It's tough, you know? On, on the one hand, irony posters are very powerful, but on the other, Thought Catalog has a million-man army. <laughs> I was going to from from seeing something lawful in the debate and discussion forum, I'm going to say that it's not irony versus, like, st- straight edge. I'm going to say it's irony versus post-irony, just where it's just fallen into just some, like, just decrepit hole of just infighting and arguments that nobody understands at all dates back years and is just 
angry bullshit that doesn't matter to anybody about anything. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like there have been times where somebody had like a like a like a one level of ironic take on something and then I had like a like a like a 4D irony thing going on and they just didn't get it and that caused a lot of dis- discord uh and it was just like I'm not going to explain, you know, why this is I'm not going to explain the ideolo- ideological basis behind this to you. Because then I would be like, I would be less funny and cool. Well, the 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 winning move is not to play, right? The the winning move is war not games. To play. Hell yeah, yeah. And I, and I always fuck up, and I always like let myself get dragged into these just just pointless arguments. On you know, I don't do it on Facebook anymore because I don't even go on Facebook anymore. But like Smart. now it's Twitter. It's it's always something, you know. Like if I quit Twitter tomorrow, it would be like. I would be arguing in like an email thread in, at work about like, uh, you know, where the fucking office supplies are or something. Yeah. In fairness, at least some people are, are like deriving satisfaction from you riffing with people online. Whereas if you're in an email chain, you really are just doing it against your own self preservation For the love of the game, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, in that way, it's more noble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to imagine a young Todd. It, it's... It's the Little League Diamond. It's 11 p.m. They turn the lights off, but your dad's there with his iPhone, and he's he got the flashlight on. And you're there just taking swings at every slur you encounter, and you're knocking <laughs> them out of the park. <laughs> because it's about the game. It's not about the accoutrement. Well, look, That's why uh, I respect you, Todd. I, I appreciate that, but like, like I got to clear some stuff up first. Um, you know, my, my father wouldn't be there with an iPhone. Um, he would be there with a, like a butane torch because he's like a Tim, the tool man, Taylor type. Absolute pimp. That guy fucked. Excellent. Yeah. And, uh, and he would also be blasting Rush Limbaugh out of his pickup truck. (laughs) Wait, is that how you got radicalized? Like, were you the fuck you dad socialist thing? So the the way if you guys want to get into that, yeah, um, go off. Well, yeah. We have no plan for this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, so in the growing up in the nineties, I did end up uh, like getting like the secondhand smoke version of the indoctrination process of like the boomer Republican. So like you know my uh, my father would listen to like talk radio when he would pick me up from school, and like my parents would watch it like an hour of Fox news during dinner. And, Oh shit. But then when I like kind of discovered the internet in, around like middle school, high school, um, I kind of didn't really pay a lot of attention to news or politics. And I was just like very much a gamer, very much not tuned into what was going on. And then in high school, uh, about halfway through, I had this teacher who was like, it basically like the uh, the spitting image of Robin Williams in uh, Dead Poets Society. And he actually assigned us a bunch of transcendentalist writers and passages from Marx. And then okay. halfway, what's up? Did, did he fancy himself Robin Williams from Dead Poets Society? I don't think he had ever seen it, uh, which is probably better. That actually better. rules that. Yeah, that's yeah. way yeah. better. That, that's cool. If he had seen it and he's like, hmm time to assign some Thoreau and all of his teachers in the lobby are just like, fuck off this fucking guy. That sucks. But so far guy seems dope. No, he was like, uh, he was probably in his mid forties and he seemed like pretty disillusioned, but, uh, and it was like a class full of just people who didn't give a shit 
And then like me and a couple other people were like actually doing the reading. And then halfway through the year, this guy just up and quits teaching to go live on a commune. Mm. Good for him. And I thought that was cool as hell. And then, uh, you know, like that kind of got me reading about like media theory and like I read uh, Neil Postman um, and that kind of like made me realize, oh shit, my parents have been fucking brainwashed around like 16 or 17 years old. And from there it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to read the manifesto. Like I'm 17. It's cool. It's edgy. And then, and then kind of like, I wasn't really involved in politics particularly much. Cause I went to like a pretty like B list university where also, I just like, kind of kept whatever. my head down. You're a and, college kid. Yeah, I mean, like, I got lucky and I got some need-based scholarships, but I still got out with a bunch of debt. And and that, more than anything else, kind of radicalized me. It was just like, damn, I, you know, like, I don't come from money. I couldn't have gone to this school if I didn't get this financial aid. And then they raised tuition a bunch, so what I thought I was going to get out with debt-wise was about half of what I actually ended up getting out with. So, you know, and then that, that debt's still there. I'm like, you know, pay barely able to pay the interest in like maybe a couple hundred dollars a year more than just the interest on it. So that, that was one of the biggest radicalizing forces. I feel like that's a big radicalizing force. Like early on, yeah. well, early on me, we were talking about, uh, me and Brett were talking about how we graduated from college in 08. And when you see so many 32 year old, like socialist podcasters and all that, it's because if you graduated in 08 or 07 <laughs> or 09, you got just, uh, for, I mean, from the perspective of your inherent ideology, you got inexplicably fucked Absolutely, and you had to figure it yep. out. Yeah. And many, many, many people did. And between that and Trump, that's how we got here. And not only did you it, get fucked, no one cared and actively blamed you for it. That was my yeah, favorite you still part. Got, you got the same bootstrap ideology, yep. which makes me curious. Like you, you, I mean, I read the manifesto at the same point you did in high school, mostly because I had this prank. I went to a Catholic school, so <laughs> I, I bought 25 communist manifestos and our AP history teacher was a real bootstrap guy. Hell yeah. So about, about once a week, I just hit a copy of the communist manifesto somewhere in his office. That's <laughs> which like if you're going to be a shitty high schooler like that's one i'm fairly proud of but at yeah, that I point i i was still broke i was getting my health care through the government i was on uh chips wick ebt all that shit so i was pretty left-leaning just out of material self-interest you at 15 had you internalized what your parents said like, because you had to be open enough clearly to read the manifesto and yeah, to respect but, this teacher that ran off, which I'm sure plenty of your peers were like, oh, this is some burnout weirdo, right? Yeah. Like the, so the day, the next day after this teacher just up and left, um, they brought, <coughs> whoa, the mids be hitting different um, when you have a sore throat. What? Pause real quick. Uh, what do you consider mids percentage wise? Oh, I, I mean, just... like I, I, so I, I, a friend of mine gave me a, like a, a medicinal vape. So I, I take like really small sips of that. And like a really small sip of a medicinal vape is probably equivalent to like a regular size hit of mids. I, first of all, a couple things here in our shocking expose. Number one, <laughs> Todd and beep beep lettuce 
as the greater community, are not smoking mids. Uh, notice how when Bryn was on last week, she also used the term sipping my vape. This makes me think that you guys collectively sip your loud vape and then <laughs> present yourselves as mid smokers. What do you have to say to that? Well, <laughs> mids is not mids is not like a type of weed. Mids is a oh, state so of mind. Oh, so you define what mids are now. Mids Continue. Is a, mids is a state of mind, all right? And <laughs> honestly, I don't think you should be using that word because that's our word. Um, that's a slur if you use it. First of all, there's nothing more Slavic than mids. And I think you know that. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I used to smoke absolutely dirt weed. And then um, that's when, also pretty Slavic, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah that's when, extremely like, the, Slavic. The really good shit started, you know, coming in with the del del delivery services and, and like people would stop at like medicinal states and, and road trip it in. Um, you know, I, I couldn't handle it. And I took a couple of years off. And then when I came back, I was like, I will not smoke anything higher than mids. Um, and that's where the whole like mid smoker thing came from. And uh, it's only been like very, very recently that um, I've, I've given the cop shit another shot. You know what? You took a stand and you started a revolution, but you were 15. Yeah, I, w I was 15 and the, this guy quit, this teacher. And the next day I come in and it's like, this this uh, just kind of cookie cutter, like, you know, run of the mill, late, uh, late 20s, like by the book English teacher for this class that like had gone completely off the rails from any real curriculum and had just gone into like, OK, think for yourselves, students, like, you know, write what you want to write, you know, like free form shit, like just, you know, feel it out and like, you know figure out what self-actualization is way earlier than you're fucking supposed to. Wait, so everything up to that point was essentially conservative, Rush Limbaugh, right-wing ideology. And then you met one teacher where you just personally identified with, and that started your whole, now you're a, a socialist podcaster. Well, it, w it was more than that. I mean, like I had a string of, of teachers that were like uh, really pushing like media skepticism in like English class. It was just like, yeah, this is an English class, but we're going to do like stuff that makes you think about the books that we're doing, but like in like a modern context, I, you know, I've, I'm, I've destroyed my brain so much with drinking that, uh, I don't really remember a lot of my high school years, but yeah, I think that that was about the time when I really started to think like, wow, the dominant narratives that were all being fed make absolutely no sense. I'm getting a different like message in history class that I'm getting in English class, you know, learning about communism. And uh, I took to the internet and, and I didn't really like, I mean, like I liked what I found. I don't really like thinking about what I found nowadays because it was just like really edgy shit. It was just like, Hey, we're at, at about that time. I was like really into counter-strike. Um, oh yeah. I what, what, uh, what cow league were you in? Cow league? fucking scrub what the fuck you i played cs source i wasn't a 1.6 guy or a um like I, I i started on source oh my god anyway uh i'm sorry for interrupting this non-invitational scrub continue wow uh, i'm just saying cool. you hit me up in csgo which for some reason discord says i'm perpetually playing i haven't actually see, see tried csgo yet oh shit you should play csgo with me and brett 
Brett, um, make that happen. Oh, you're trying to drag Brett into this now? <laughs> Always. Yeah. Do you see what I'm doing here? I'm pivoting. I'm making moves. I am. I am saving myself. Uh, I am gaming celibate until the Halo Master Chief Collection comes to PC. I don't get. <laughs> I fucking don't get PC Halo because when Halo came out, I was a fairly high level Counter Strike player, and playing it on a controller was just like. You know, I'm I'm here trying to play chess, and you guys want to play tic tac toe, aim assist, <laughs> slow ass uh, sensitivity. Blood Gulch is a shitty map that any oh, CS you, 102 person could come up is with. Is this? All right, all well, right, I'll tell you right. what it is. It's fucking two forts, a wart right, hog, I think and I'm like have four to, guys uh, being bored. That is two fort. I, I think I'm gonna have to like uh, cut this inter- interview off Ben Shapiro style. Because <laughs> Blood Gulch, I mean, Blood. I cut my. Te- I spent about three years of my life just playing team deathmatch and in, in Blood Gulch. Um, yeah, that's what we were talking about in the first half of this podcast. There's also 14 year olds that get into the alt right, but eventually they come to their senses and become a decent human being. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to take this slanderous uh, attack. This is this is not this is in bad faith. Can the old person chime in and say, hey, how about that Quake 2? <laughs> how about that what? Quake 2. Actually, yeah. Quake no, 2 was awesome. Yeah. Critical yeah, support for my for my old-ass Gen Xer. <laughs> <laughs> Quake 2 was pretty dope. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, somewhere around that point, I actually, um, I think I got the original Quake running on an iPod Touch. That was like the, the my peak. Jesus Christ. My, my peak. Wow, that. you just got a Jesus Christ from John, <laughs> and he's our hentai correspondent. That was like the, the peak, peak, my peak like STEM knowledge, and then it's just been downhill from there. I, I What is so great about Halo? On, this is an honest question because, because you I haven't, could play it with a controller, which meant you had a – which meant that especially at the time – you could have a more even environment. Plus it meant it was super easy to play like split screen on a couch. So you could get like, if you were in a, if you were in college, it was super easy to get four people into a room and then you're just all, you're all just getting high and punching each other as you're playing. That has nothing to do with Halo is my point. You could be playing Mario Party and probably have a better time. (laughs) No, no, no. Halo Halo was like the original console shooter party game, right? GoldenEye. Yeah, no, that's yeah, true. Fuck yeah, yeah. I Gold mean, like, Gold I'm, I'm was kind better, of like no a weird. Argument. I'm a weird outlier Halo player because, like, I spent three years of my life playing Halo One for PC, getting into like custom edition maps and shit like that, and then I've never cool. played any of the other Halos. I moved on to CS Source and Team Fortress, and then eventually, um, one or two, uh, TF2. But like okay. before, they introduced all this, all the items and hats bullshit. Oh wait, wait. So oh. Damn. That's like you can make some money off hats. Not for nothing. I, I sold my uh eye earbuds, the, the iPhone earbuds, I sold for like four hundred dollars. It's fucking holy shit. Team what? Fortress rules. I'd say the, the original Team Fortress was the game that I got online with. Because you could play the engineer as a kamikaze. Ah, oh, god, you, that game. Oh, the original oh, Team Fortress one, right? Yeah, Team Fortress Classic. You could do it. You they could had launch a the EMP yeah. while holding it. And it was so which much. Which is also a way to conk jump. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So much fun to be an engineer and run people down and have them run away from you because you just slaughter rooms of people. <laughs> Todd, I got to say your your political perspective and your way of explaining socialist issues in plain language is a lot of what I enjoy. 
uh, about Beep Beep Lettuce and what you guys are doing. And I think you should be commended for that. But more than anything, I think you should be commended for being a PC Halo player. In many ways, <laughs> the best of us. Yeah. And you went, you just really went from strength to strength there. Well, so as an, one virtue, as an entry level game, that's it. <laughs> there's one virtue I think that leftists need to have it's purity, purity in all areas, whether it's uh, <laughs> purity of ideology, uh, purity in our abstinence from sex, purity. purity of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Racial purity, um, purity of purity of essence is what you're saying. I, yes, exactly. I don't, I don't come before any of my posts because <laughs> I want to make sure that all my vital essence is in this Game of Thrones. Riff. Yeah, I mean, there's really two two schools of thought on posting. Like, uh, you either want to save your vital essences as much as you can and never have your um, your posting tainted by the. Uh, ecstasy of the post-orgasmic glow or uh it makes you weak it does or or you you masturbate before every single post to maintain a completely clear head i've never done that approach but i've heard that uh, it works no i actually that's in nate silver's autobiography that's how he stands (laughs) he stays so level-headed Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, talk about like putting socialist issues in uh, like understandable contexts. That is really important to me because like I'm, I'm, you know, I've done the reading, but like I'm a pretty dumb guy. So there's when I do the reading, it's like it takes me like a month or two to read like, you know, a hundred page pamphlet. And I'm like going back because I forgot shit and, and I missed shit. I didn't like absorb shit. I can't do audio books because I, I have terrible adhd yeah that's so, not your fault that's not your fault like audiobooks you really have to listen to every word and podcasts you don't and i so i'm not going to listen to an audiobook while i'm playing overwatch that's <laughs> bullshit as for pamphlets if you put anything in a pamphlet fuck you <laughs> it's called a oh, pamphlet what are you hoping to oh, get out of this we we actually just got some great pamphlets mailed to us about uh, advertising some ad, they were advertising uh for like nurses and school practitioners and all that uh the dangers of opioids and marijuana yeah two things that go together uh yeah yeah it was great yeah you might yeah by taking it you might alienate all your friends by being the coolest guy at the party (laughs) (laughs) but i'm sorry i interrupted you todd uh i don't remember what i was gonna say the perfect crime Yeah, all these people that try to cancel me on Twitter, they 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 you know they'll find some th- some post I made that can be uh, misinterpreted to mean something that I didn't mean when I was making the post. But the joke's on them because I don't remember making that post. My memory is dog shit. <laughs> so you're really the memento guy of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where every single time someone's like, "Fuck you! I hope you die, you fucking <laughs> mongoloid dipshit Neanderthal," you're like. <laughs> Damn, they had a bad day, huh? Oh, well. And <laughs> you just continue on posting. Really? Memory-wise. Between uh, Memento and Rain Man, but if Rain Man spent his, all, all his time studying instead on gaming and, like, reading the Wikipedia summaries of communist leaders. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely calm. Definitely going to post about calm. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I, I am, I am super glad the internet wasn't, such a huge thing when I was in high school and I got all all my terrible posting out of me. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Um, like, I guess I'm lucky. Like, I never really got uh, into any of the radicalization pipelines. Um, 
like as you know as a gamer like there's always a a hazard of that happening growing up i think those just came up maybe after i kind of like stopped gaming as much in my early 20s no there's something they were still there like there's something weird about that with like there's a lot of leftists who 100 percent got exposed to the pipelines Right, like, well, wow. I mean, like, I can, I, I can remember when 4chan was just like, we're gonna do, uh, you know, V for Vendetta masks, and like, it's gonna be epic. We're gonna like stand in a crowd outside like a senator's house because he, or like, I remember when Jack Tom, you guys remember Jack Thompson, oh, yeah, the anti-video Absolutely. game guy. I remember yeah. like, like, like early days of like internet forums. All the gaming forums were just like, oh, this, this, this idiot jack thompson like let's make memes of his face you know like superimposed over like uh you know like bowser or something or something just like before irony existed on the internet (laughs) it existed just nothing do you know how 4chan started by the way that was christopher pool right he copied two channel or something oh my god he doesn't know he doesn't know know what you're about to tell him this is okay so uh the the thing is, he gather was gather around, the, gather he around, the, children. He was the user, oh, our he patriarch was the user, is telling a story. <laughs> <laughs> he was the user moot on a on something awful. Holy shit! And uh, <laughs> at this point, like uh, at one point when something awful was created, there weren't very many sub forums yet. This was like super old internet, and this is uh, what he, history is going to sound like. This he is so hated good. anime posting. So he created an anime <laughs> subforum called the Anime De- uh, Death Tentacle Rape Whorehouse. Nice. And just to basically make it so don't fucking post anime anywhere else but there. And then ignored it. He made some random post with a mod and said, okay, you guys do this. And so there was this anime subforum with uh, somewhat loose moderation. And That's one way for the most part, it. it was just... It was <laughs> and some people decided to make... Uh, a thread that was just okay. Here's all. Here's all gross, like gross, horrible po- uh, anime porn. This was like 2002. Yeah, who would have so thought like, that oh, the, this the was... cream that rose to the top and ended up moderating the <laughs> yeah. anime death rape tentacle forum on the so, something awful and forums? I, I find about and uh, then after a little time goes on, so uh, someone or a group of posters start posting and making a thread of like. Hey, here's all the underage like anime porn. And then after this goes on for a little bit, someone asks uh, Lotax uh, something awful. Hey, do you know what the fuck's going on in here? And he takes a look at it, uh, demods the guy, and just perma bans everyone who posted in that child <laughs> Holy porn thread. Holy shit! Fucking good. And because of that, Moot saw all of his friends uh, left the forum because of the draconian moderation. <laughs> so he said, "We ne- we need a, a anime forum for us." And so he created Two Chan. And then apparently, all the after a, a a few years, he realized that all of the child porn people were really really toxic and kicked them and uh, kicked them all out eventually. And that's where Eight Chan came from. Wild. Oh. All the chants and are that's just the child story. porn. That's why it's, every one of them exists. I I have really mixed feelings, Todd, and I'd like to get your reaction here, but I have really mixed feelings about this because I'm sure everyone's guilty of this. It's it's late, it's insomnia, you can't fall asleep, and you sort of fantasize about like what your life would be like in different points in history. Well, I was born at this point in history, and I think the sad fact is 
if you were to do, if you were a true scholar and you want to do a deep dive of the root causes of the current American political condition, John's story is actually relevant. Like <laughs> I, I live through history by watching the anime subforum people get banned and start 4chan and spawn about a dozen <laughs> shooters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's true. That's actually, that should be an AP history question as much as Cross of Gold, Williams, Jennings, Bryant is. Because what is he if not a poster? Oh, no, I mean, it's, you, you can see it because in, also in the early internet, you did have Nazis online. I mean, there was, even in the mid-90s, like fucking various KKK chapters had like stupid little web pages and shit. And you had like the, the, the fucking like, uh, Return of Kings in the in various other like uh, God, what was that super racist site? Uh, the one, the one super racist site. Yeah, well, I mean, there was there was one for oh, there was, was one forum. It was Maddox's site, the best page in the universe. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, there, there was a there was a very specific forum that was like, hey, here's just like literal like not Nazi shit that a lot of people knew about. And but the thing is, is that it was super super small. And, like, super isolated because no one would fucking interact with any of these people. They'd pop up anywhere. They'd just get fucking banned. And then Reddit came around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the, the dig exodus. Yeah. yeah. Dig. But yeah, that was, that was dig, the problem. The, is, the, yeah, the refuge from FARC. <laughs> and Slashdot. Slashdot, FARC. Todd, do these things mean anything to you? Maddox, uh, E-Bombs World. I just, uh, I just brought... Albino I just, Black Sheep. I just said, I just said Maddox, uh, best page yeah. in the universe. Yeah, sorry, I missed that. Uh, a little something that gets lost in the editing of this pod is sometimes I just go and take a piss for like seven <laughs> minutes at a time. <laughs> you think like, why does it take seven minutes? And the answer to that is none of your fucking business. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry, continue. Uh... No, I mean, like, growing up and, and, like, seeing the rise of the internet and, and like, I, you know, I was a, uh, I, I was a lurker on something awful. Like, I, I know all the, you know, the lore and stuff, fuck you and die, that kind of shit. Uh, never a poster, uh, just because I didn't get a PayPal until much later. Uh, so I couldn't buy membership or whatever. Um, Good. Can't have you scrubs yeah. in there fucking up the Mass Effect <laughs> One thread. The only the only reason I had an account was because they were going to switch to actually start charging people. <laughs> so I registered an account. Nice. And then didn't never post it on it. <laughs> so what are these articles you got for me? All right. So first off, since we were talking about it earlier, anyway, what's your take on the uh, AOC Bernie Sanders proposal for the rate interest cap? They should fuck. You mean Sorry, for, I, didn't, uh, I didn't hear the last bit of that. <laughs> you mean for like um, limiting credit card? Yeah. So, well, first off, I mean, like the entire American middle class is not a middle class, but it's just, you know, working class people that are propped up by debt. Oh, 100%. Um, and like putting a, you know, an interest rate cap, I see where it's coming from. It's a little wonkish. Uh, what you really want to be doing is instead of like addressing a symptom of the problem, you want to address the problem like root and stem by breaking up big banks. And like Elizabeth Warren's talked a lot about that. I don't trust that Elizabeth Warren is actually, uh, you know, able to, that she would be able to go through with that, uh, you know, if elected. Now, I, I get what they're doing. I think it's it's just a, it's just a panacea. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do think it's an, it's an absolutely necessary thing and it hits 
like what they're talking about mostly is hitting the the lower like the the, the payday loan shit. Yeah, that part is huge. like I mean, yeah, credit credit cards going from 18 or 21 percent to 15. Yeah, that's that's like a whatever. Who cares? It's more yeah. like the fucking payday stuff where we, between fees and whatever, it's 500 percent interest. That shit is insane because because you need those 500 dollars so that you have fucking electricity. Yeah, that's that's downright usury. And, and that shit should be like. That shit should be like prosecuted. Like super the- illegal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, my my view is like like from that thing going into the like as as part of it, they're also talking about doing the post office banking thing that's been you know one of those wonkish leftist dreams for forever. And yes, yeah, so they should absolutely do that. Yeah, no, absolutely, they should do that, and that would make a ton of sense and also drastically hit the banks. What are you talking about? The post and- office. A public well, option you, for banking. Yeah, yeah. It's basically you create the 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 public bank and basically turn every post office into a public bank where you can just have uh, every citizen can have you know checking a savings account. Well, I mean, like that might not be viable if Donald Trump goes through with uh, breaking up the Fed as uh, and and revaluing the dinar. The DNR oh, yeah. is going yeah. strength to strength. Hello, hey bitches. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Both of us are here. <laughs> How do you feel about Bernie uh, lowering what? interest rates for? I don't fucking know. <laughs> how, do you, how, do, how do you girls feel about wonk shit? It's not going to be a very cameo because we're literally standing outside of a comedy bar on the street. <laughs> Word. Hey Brett, throw throw up a topic. <laughs> Sure. Let 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 let's see these uh, bootstrapping comedy uh, uh, ladies compete. Literally, literally, <laughs> fuck, you. fuck you, Rob. I know you have some sort of sick, twisted boner for me to beat you in a ripoff, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> First of all, I have, I have I have never had a boner. <laughs> I have several sworn affidavits that can attest to exactly that. So you come at the logic king, you better not miss. I have so much institutional backing. Yep. Oh, oh wow. Highly educated man with a podcast called Dumb and Awful. Sorry, I Look, got distracted. I saw people. Stolen Valor, you're talking to two university dropouts. Sod off, honey. <laughs> I'm saying if you if you need someone to mansplain their own narcissism to two women while also interrupting them and cutting them off, baby, you're not gonna find better than this guy. And I, <laughs> I mean, that's what I've been looking for. What are, what? Sorry, I can't hear you over the vocal fry, but go off. Oh, <laughs> you guys know I didn't know what vocal fry was until we had a podcast and people yeah, started Yeah, because you're dumb as fuck. <laughs> fuck you, I didn't know either. Okay. Look at your mentions sometime. This is literally, okay, this is enough. <laughs> you're literally, you've, crossed just, over, you've crossed over roasting into straight up doing misogyny and also homophobia <laughs> look, look that, that's my flaw I'll readily admit this sometimes I roast too yeah, hard I, I, I really have to lay out of this one because I've already been cancelled once today I don't know if I can, I, I'm going to be cancelled again we mentally cancelled you at least once during your appearance yeah I'm going to be cancelled again for what I've said on the podcast I don't know if I can go over that <gasps> trick Okay. You got okay. <laughs> You've been canceled. Oh my god. Why are you being such a doe off king today? Are you alright? It's I, I left my jewel at home, so I was without nicotine all day. So So people are canceling you with ableism. Fine. My May meltdown was entirely chemical based. Nice, is, Sophie. Is that why you liked my tweet about how I've been such a cunt recently? Because I can't find my weed and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Are you guys having fun? What have you talked about so far on pod? Hey, uh, you do not speak directly to the dumb and awful facilitators. <laughs> We're here for one reason. It's to make you idiots pod for us. Pod. <laughs> what do you think about Joe Biden using Florida as his firewall? Eve, you respond. Wait, wait. wait. <gasps> You just call me Eve? I, I'm sorry. I've only seen it in text. It's Ev. Oh, my God. He doesn't listen to our podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I go in and out. Fucking fake friends. Fuck you. <laughs> I feel, and I feel like right now, as is so often the case, I'm the everyman on this pod. If Yo, you God. see EV, no one is defaulting to Ev over E. Yeah, of course I they did. are. Why wouldn't there be another E at the end? Ev is, no, if there's another E at the end, that's pronounced Eve. That's no. pronounced Eve. What do I know? I'm, not, I'm, I'm not just the master of the fine arts and writing love, talking to, love a, to be a, man, a dyslexic love person. To have my own, yeah, I love to have my own name <laughs> mansplained to me. Guess what, bitch? What did I tell I'm you like three you minutes ago? Indigenous too. I come from a famously oral tradition. You, you have a problem with why I can't spell my own name. <laughs> that's, that's racism, honey. Come to Canada and I'll fuck you. <laughs> From a famously oral tradition of Driscoll, <laughs> always staying on brand no matter what. And we thank you for that. Subscribe to Dumb Bitch Media. All right. Thanks, boys. Have a good night. Bye. God bless you, too. Bye. See you in my mentions. Oh, man. Was this Joe Biden shit you were asking you cut out? Oh, shit. I don't know, Brett. What was it? Which Joe Biden thing? The uh, Anita Hill thing? No, no, no. It's, it's that he's using that... Flor that he's using Florida as his like significant base of support because it's all old white people. Just assume if it's ever a contest between what are we riffing on the sexual assault one or the other one, it's the other one, Brett. <laughs> it's the other yeah, it's not one. Like I suggested it. <laughs> well, look, I think it's a, I think there's nothing wrong with Joe Biden playing to his base. You know, like people who live in the villages that contracted gonorrhea at 78 years old. Uh, need a walker to get around, but are still somehow able to, uh, you know, show up at all of their like grandchildren's like uh, weird uh, school things where they only get like a picture instead of a grade, and it's like a picture of like a leaf with a smiley face on it. And the grandparents yeah, but I can are just tell you there, more than any like, any Arabic high, numeral high out of their mind on Vicks vapo rub and opioids. That's Joe Biden's base, and th those are the people that are going to get him into the into the Oval Office, and I think we just have to respect that. <laughs> nah, those are all Trump voters. Oh, I don't know. There's it's that's a good much. no, but Brett. I don't know <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden seems really strong with Trump voters that uh, that drew the line at um, uh, Trump. Uh, you know, putting people in in cages. You know, because everything else up until was then that? was okay. That person doesn't exist. Yeah, More people say. are drawing the line so on tariffs with China. There's no. There's so many of them. Not in Florida. I mean, yeah. Well, actually, no. The tariffs with China are an important thing too, because like, you know, if you're an old person, you can't get your dick hard. You need those imported dick pills from China. Otherwise, you can't get it up for the weird like greasy sex that you're going to have with like some like 80 year old woman who you met playing uh, pachinko in a nursing home in Florida. You need those dick pills and, and these Chinese tariffs are making them cost just 
so much more. I love that the character of the 80-year-old guy in the retirement home, when you talked about who he was pulling, you still went, some 80-year-old woman, like with disdain. <laughs> like this 80-year-old should have been in fucking club towel, just fucking strippers all day. <laughs> what standards are you setting for him? Look, 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 look. Um, some 80 ass year old woman no ass fucking not even on instagram haven't you ever heard of that rule it's like the oldest woman you're allowed to fuck is like half your age plus seven all right do we have anything else or we've been at this for no we've been at this for a while sorry yeah the problem is sometimes we can fuck off too hard all right guys i gotta peace out yeah oh yeah no it was was cool of uh it was cool of you to just pop in yeah let me know when the episode's out i'm stoked thanks sit down keep on all right all right, y'all, thanks for listening. This is Brett at Relentless Board. We had with us John at Cali underscore TFF, Rob at Dumb and Awful. Uh, you can check out the podcast Twitter at Dumb Awful Show. Todd from Beep Beep Lettuce is at Argument Winner. Um, and check out the podcast at Beep Beep Leaf, uh, same podcast that our guests last week were from. And then we had Ev and Sophie from Dumb Bitch Media on very briefly. And that is uh, at Dumb Bitch Media for their podcast. Sophie is at Bingo Daddy. And Ev is at No Money, No Honey. Thanks for listening. Um, Join the Discord. Support the Patreon. All right. Thanks, y'all. Have a good one.